Welcome to the Baron and the Duke podcast. I am the Duke here with the Baron. How you doing, Baron? I'm uh, falling asleep, Duke. Yeah, I'll try to yeah. keep you awake with my shenanigans. We then. had pizza and now we're dying. Oh my gosh, it was so good though. It was good. Papa Murphy, shout out. Possible Wait, no, I'm just kidding. We don't eat unhealthy like no, that. No, we're no. always we're always on top of and our by, diet. By pizza, we had salad. Yeah. Well, oh, oh god, red meat. <laughs> Steak salad. Steak salad, which is just <laughs> steak. Oh, uh, we uh we're not always perfect, I guess. No, I know. That's, not. It's hard to believe. We uh we got a pretty perfect track record going, you know. God, I wish. This is why I can't have abs, Duke. Same. Same. You know, we both have six packs. It's just covered up by a gratuitous amount of uh winter hearty flab. Uh yeah. Well, I don't know if that description is accurate, but uh, probably more than I would like it to be. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Calling out the real truths with the Duke. All right. So what are we talking about today, Duke? We are talking about, well, we're going to cover current events, mostly geopolitical current events a little bit, and then just how it can suck you in. Yeah. You know, I was having a downer of a day yesterday yeah. because I had my head into the hole. You know, we're about to go to World War Three thing. Oh, my God. That's been fun. You know, people have been saying that for like two years now, though. Like, yeah, World War Three, World War Three. I yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> I think we're we're getting closer to it rather than further away. Yeah. So so like, let, let's just cover like maybe the last what three to six months. So I I am uh, fairly isolated by choice. Um, I have not been keeping up on world current events. So like All three right. to six months. Like what's what's been going down. Okay, well, let's, I hope by this point everybody knows about Ukraine. Yeah, well, duh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. They're basically, it's basically a proxy war against NATO. Yeah. With using Ukrainian troops. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't seem to be at the point now where it's going to escalate any further, although there is still a possibility that Poland will get involved or maybe some of the Scandinavian countries, Finland, Sweden... Now, I heard no. some uh, some talk if Poland gets involved, it's going to get like really real, though. Yeah, because Poland's a NATO country. Oh, okay. And the idea is if any NATO country gets directly involved, then that'll suck in the United States. <sighs> awesome. I, I think what we need to explain something here. It seems like the people in power in our country and in Europe, but our country especially, there is a faction of people in our country who really want another big war. Mm. The United States directly involved in another big war. Yeah. Um, Break that down a little bit. So, you know, you know the term neocon? Yeah. Neoconservative. Uh-huh. It's these bloodthirsty warmongers like Lindsey Graham. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it, John McCain before he died. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Haley oh, is their preferred candidate. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Chick, I, just... I honestly can't figure out why these people want war so bad hmm. because it's, you know, it, it's one thing when we're having adventures in the Middle East and fighting guerrilla wars or wars against guerrilla forces in uh, caves like in Afghanistan yeah. and in uh, Iraq. It's another thing completely when we're taking on China and Russia. Yeah. They have Zanooks. Yes, they they are. Uh, well, you know, honestly, that's that's the thing is if we go to war against these guys, it's going to be like not not to 
undermine the wars of in you know, Afghanistan, Iraq. Those boys definitely saw some serious action. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be a different fucking. But ball we were in terms of uh, like weapon system parity. Yeah, they were not on the same level. As no, us. no, they, you literally had farmers with AKs, and you yeah. know, and you can argue whether or not China and Russia are, but like. They're at least in the same order of magnitude as we are. For sure. I mean, they, they also have tanks and shit. Like, yeah, tanks, yeah. artillery, mm-hmm. uh, fighter aircraft. That Doesn't don't... Russia have like 12 uh, plants where they make explosives and like weapons, whereas we have like one? I think, yeah, I, I think I heard somewhere, and feel free to fact check me, folks, that we have like one plant left and it's in Kentucky. Yeah. One explosives plant. Right, right. Whereas they're pumping them out like, like freaking yeah well russia's pumping out like tens of millions of artillery rounds a year whereas we can barely manage to do a few tens of thousands a year well anyway oh yeah so getting back to the neocon i think it started out as like you know they're just in the the pocket of the military industrial complex yeah raytheon family discount yeah, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, mm-hmm. Boeing. Yep. Yeah, the usual suspects. Right. The weapons manufacturers in the U.S. But I, it has to have gone further than that. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. In my opinion, we're not dealing with the brightest stars in the sky when it comes to our government. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Are these people so stupid that they can't see where this is going? Well, honestly, a smart politician doesn't make a good politician. Yeah. The smarter you are, the harder you are to manipulate. But you got to think that there's got to be some smart people at the weapons manufacturers. Do they profit when the world burns? To a degree, for yeah. a little bit. It's a fine line when you're when you're dealing. All Wait. right, so let's talk about what could happen. Okay. What really concerns me now is what's going on in the Middle East. Yeah, with Iraq and all that. Yeah, because I, the chances of things escalating much further in the Ukraine. Thing, unless something drastic happens, which is always possible. Right. But I think that's much less likely scenario than what's going on in the Middle East. So October 7th, uh-huh. Hamas, which is a uh, a uh, quote-unquote terrorist organization <laughs> in uh, the Gaza Strip right. in Israel, conducted a an attack mm-hmm. on uh, Israeli civilians. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any disputing that. And we're not going to get into like the rights and wrongs of this. Right. Just going to try to be as factual as we can. And you know, just because stop. the point is not to moralize on the virtues or faults of states here. Yeah, as far as my personal opinions on that is neither of those countries are America and it shouldn't be any of our business. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is in war, there are no good guys. No. So if you think that uh, your team can't be the bad guy, I think you're uh, deluding yourself. A little bit. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Enough said about that. What what that triggered and the subsequent Israeli invasion of the Gaza Strip triggered mm-hmm. was all of these landmines, so to speak, that were in the Middle East have gone off now. All of the, the sleeping... Yeah. Yeah. The entire Middle East has been activated. Uh, mm-hmm. You have the Hezbollah militia mm-hmm. in uh, Lebanon which is probably one of the best militia organizations in the world hmm. in terms of fighting capability. Okay. Uh, 
wow. not just in training, but also in arms. They're probably not up to the standards of a, of a first class military by any means, but formidable nonetheless. Yeah. For a militia force, they are formidable. Hmm. If Israel went, tried to tackle them on, they would find themselves in trouble. Okay. Not saying they would lose, but well matched. Well matched, yes. Mm. And that's not just because of like weapons parity, but because a militia force can act like in, as a guerrilla force too. And right. we all, if you're a student of history, you know that guerrilla forces are perfectly suited for combating uh, forces with higher military technolo- technological capability. Yeah. Less bureaucracy and all that. Yeah. Hmm. And they can go underground. They can yeah. blend in, disappear. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, there's that. Uh, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq, mm-hmm. Syria. Hard to tell the uh, combatants yeah. from the civilians. Anyway, there's that. There's uh, uh, the Ye- in Yemen, mm. there's a Houthi militia, which they call them a militia, but they're basically running the country in Yemen. Oh, okay, so like better warlord for status. Hmm? Like warlord status. Not necessarily, but like if you look at a map at Yemen, most of the country of Yemen is actually ruled by the internationally recognized um, uh, government in okay. Yemen. However, all that space is far less populated than the areas that Houthi controls. Oh, so okay. Houthi actually controls the areas with the majority of the population. The densely populated areas. Okay, yeah. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Anyway, they're uh, pseudo blockading. The Red Sea. Okay. Because Yemen is right next to the entrance to the Red Sea from the uh, Indian Ocean. Okay. And they're shooting drones, Mm. missiles at uh, ships that fly flags or are owned by companies in the United States. Uh, I want to say I heard about that. uh, Israel, Great Britain. Yeah. Basically anybody supporting either de facto or de jure supporting the, the Israeli invasion of Yemen and or Israeli invasion of Gaza. Right. And right, the right. Yemenis have specifically stated this is why they're doing it. So it's mm. not a coincidence. People saying, oh, they're just they're just choosing this time to cause trouble. No, no, no. They're telling you what they're doing. They're not yeah. hiding it. Yeah. They're being clear with their intentions. Anyway, the long story short, this all goes back to Iran. Okay. There's a story in the United States that Iran is behind all of these militias. And Hmm. I don't think there's any question that Iran has funded these militias. Right. And that they do have communication with these militias. Mm -hmm. Just think, saying that like Iran runs all these militias is like saying, let's say that uh, Red Dawn happens. Yeah. Uh, Soviet Union and... Mexico or whatever invade <laughs> the United States. It's like saying that the Wolverines were uh, controlled by the U.S. government. You know? Oh uh, yeah, you know no, I mean? not a thing. Yeah, there might be allied together, but they're not the same thing. No, no. Hmm. I don't know if anybody gets that reference. If you don't, I get it. Yeah. Anyway, I live under a rock. If I get it, you're probably doing pretty good. But the point of the United States saying that all of these militias are. Uh, Iran proxies is the word that they or the term that they use. Not very realistic, but it serves a purpose. The purpose is these people in Washington that want the next big war are now pointing at Iran. 
fuck. Now, um, Iran is not Iraq. Iran is not Afghanistan. No. Iran is a modern country mm-hmm. and with modern big. weapons. And they're big. Modern capabilities. And it is, yeah, a huge country. Yeah. A huge, very mountainous country. Mm. Formidable force. Gotcha. Yeah. Not saying we'd lose. But it would be a problem. <laughs> it would be a massive problem. Uh-huh. You got to think, too, the United States is broke now. Yeah. Well, and our... Uh, stores of weapons and ammunition have been depleted maybe not completely depleted but at least to some degree by no, the, I was going to say you're going to trigger some people with that well i mean how like how well i mean it's it's a hard thing to recognize especially if you're you know patriotic yeah well our military is shit compared to what it was 30 years ago yeah okay. i think uh it in the Cold War, our Navy was like 700-some-odd ships. Now it's less than 300. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, recruiting, not, no branch of the military is able to keep up with their recruiting. Yeah, quarters. I heard about the recruiting issues. That's what you get for having drag queens promote the fucking Navy and shit. Like, yeah. Oh, look how inclusive we are. It's like, guys, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how you get young patriots, you know, Christian-based, red, white, and blue Americans to join your force. So, yeah, there's uh, recruiting problems. There's problems with our depth of industry now. Yeah. Like we don't make anything in this country anymore. Nothing. Yeah. It's all import, man. Uh, a lot of our fancy military toys rely on components made in China. Or Taiwan, yeah. 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 So, anyway, Iran is not going to be a cakewalk. No. And then we have the problem of... Iran is more or less allied with Russia. I was going to say they're buddy-buddy with Russia now. They're also friendly with China. Oh, shit. So are Russia and China just going to let Iran get taken out by the United States, assuming that they don't beat us? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Which is is probably not likely, but it's definitely not a possibility we can uh, rule out, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so then there's Taiwan. Yeah. Um I'm I'm sure most people are familiar with the shenanigans with Taiwan. Again, it's another target of the neocons, another yeah. potential war scenario. Yeah, between China and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Which so. is absolutely insane cuz China's got nukes. Yep. And a lot of people, a lot of people. Yeah. Yep. But uh you know what, you know what the bottom line is, I think, and whatever the various reasons that war is being pushed by various people. The U.S. empire is in decline. Yeah. Now. And there's... Well, that's the way it feels for sure. There's certain people that just can't handle that. Yeah. And so they're going to fight tooth and nail to stay top dog. Yeah. And they can't abide anyone else that, that being might, king yeah. of the hill. That might be what's going on with the neocon situation. Because that makes sense. Who wants to give up control of being the biggest, yeah. baddest dog? No, so I guess, anyway, going back to all of that, it's it's easy to get wrapped up in the negative. Yeah, it's depressing when you just think about the possible future mm-hmm. and you lose sight of what's going on on the day-to-day. Yeah. It's like, is, are things really that bad at ground level? I know prices are high. Yeah. Ends ends are a lot harder to meet than they were a few years ago. And it's completely and, unjustified. 
Yeah, and it's taxes no, are too high. Yep. Um, any taxes are too many taxes. Right, for sure. No, but and that's honestly, it's not the fault of the Joe Schmo. I mean, you're just getting up working your nine to five, and it's it's easy to get wrapped up in that. I I think as human beings, we have a tendency to focus on future possibilities and get caught up in them and losing sight of the present moment of what's going on right now. Right. Like right now, what is wrong in our lives? This moment right now. Oh, I'm pretty good. It's like I could use a nap. Oh, that's, yeah. That's not a catastrophe. A yeah, food coma. That's not something to get upset about. What was that quote that uh, we were looking up by Mark Twain earlier? Oh, yeah, Mark Twain. He's like, I'm an old man, and I've... Oh, hang on. I got it on my phone. I got to look it up. Like, I'm worried about a great many things, and some of them even happened. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, it's easy to do, man. It's easy to look at all of that, that big, giant dragon. I'm an old man and have known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. Yep. Yep. That's so true. You know, we we worry about stuff all the time. Right. And, And... some of it even comes true, but for the most part, it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, go- most of our worst fears are just in our heads. Kind of going back to that like fight or flight mentality, that mm-hmm. reactive mentality where it's like, what if the, oh, uh, and you just get wrapped up in this emotional response yeah. and it's a bad cycle. And my wife and I were having this conversation the other day. She's really getting overwhelmed because uh, we have another fran- fam- family that is a friend of ours with kids similar in age and. My wife has been uh, really uh, taking on the homeschool thing with our youngest, and she's been, you know, struggling because mm-hmm. he's uh, he's the Tasmanian devil, you know, just I do, I do, just all over the damn place. And I yeah, love your it. kid is a handful. Oh man. man, I love it though, man. He's just he's just this he's the Tasmanian devil. He's animal from the Muppets, man. Just uh, he's just all over the place. But uh, they have a similar situation with one of their sons that they're they're doing the homeschool thing, and she was just talking about it. Uh, the, the, our friend was talking about like, you know, just really making it sound positive. He works with her every day and yada, yada, yada. And my wife was just like, what am I doing wrong? And I was like, here's the thing. Now I'm going to get a little hippy dippy on you, but let me explain. So I don't believe in manifestation. The whole, like, if I just believe it and speak it. But what I do believe is if you focus on having a grateful attitude and speaking, truth in your life the way that you want it to be I feel like it helps you change the scope in which you view life as somewhat of a manifestation right so it's like you know our son may not sit down and do homeschool the way that my wife had imagined every day Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that he works with her every day that he doesn't work with her every day yeah or that he's not learning things exactly it's just it just manifests in different ways you know one day he might have the attention span to sit down and write down his abcs and focus on his numbers and another day the only thing you might get him to do is watch some super Y, some pbs educational stuff another day you might have to take him into a completely different environment like the library to get him to focus but either way you know, you could either look at that as this arduous, like, oh, I just can't get him to focus. I got to do all these things. Or you could take it as we're learning together and every day we get a little closer to the goal. And I think that speaking that truth into our lives is important. Like, even though, like, personally, my bank account doesn't reflect it, but I always, when I pray at dinner, I always thank God for bountiful blessing. Yeah. Because you always have a full belly. I always have a full unless belly. You're fasting, unless you're fasting. <laughs> unless I'm fasting, but then it's my choice. Yeah. Exactly. Or like my family's health. Yeah. 
praise God, my family is not going through any major health debacle right now. Yeah. You know, we're all strong. We're all well fed. We have a roof over our heads. We are fortunate that 99.9% of the world, you know, I mean, it's cold outside, but the inside of my house is warm. Everyone has clothes that fit. Don't, I mean, we're not wearing rags. You know what I mean? We're all, we're clean. Yeah. We got running clean water. And it's just, when you get wrapped up in that negative thought process of like, oh my gosh, what if this happens? Oh my gosh. But like your point, living in the present is so much more important, you know, and obviously prepare how you can. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. So like the Bible talks a lot about how, like, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how God takes care of the animals. Right. How, how much higher are we than they? Right. So why would he not and we're, give we're, us even more? But at the same time, the Bible also talks about preparing for the future. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the seven years of plenty and then the seven years of famine. Right. Store grain. Mm-hmm. Now, or, or uh, when Jesus said, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Yeah. You know, being prepared and improving yourself to undertake what can happen is wise. However, I think one distinction that needs to be made is like when God tells you to prepare, that's when you prepare and you prepare in the way that he tells you to. So like Noah building the ark, for example, okay. he didn't just wake up one day and decide to build an ark. Yeah, that's true. God it, told him to build it. Yeah. So I, I think the way that that applies to our lives is like, what is God calling on you to right. do to prepare? Like, is it yeah. is it your worry that's causing you to mm. act, or is it faith in God and His His calling to you that mm. is that's motivating you? That's a really difficult question to answer. Yeah, to it really is. Because, but I mean, it's something to think about at least. Yeah, for sure. It's not to say don't prepare, but it's like, what what is your motivation to prepare? Are you scared about the future? And I think that's what we need to get at here is, are we just acting out of fear? Mm. Are we uh, letting the future that isn't even written yet right. control our actions? Mm. Or are we letting faith and hope and trust in, in God control well, our actions and and honestly like i'm and we're getting a little religious here but i'm sorry i just don't, don't know where else to take this right now well and I, I i don't think it's very realistic to wait for a dream you know to like 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 was it joseph that had the dream mm. you yeah know? joseph had a bunch of dreams yeah about yeah. the seven years of plenty and the seven years of yeah. well, no no the pharaoh had the dream joseph uh interpreted interpreted it. the yeah. dream but well god speaks to us in very Various ways. Well, and I, I think that you kind of hit the mark there a little bit with prepare out of prudence rather than fear. Yeah. You know, prepare. It's like, okay, you know, don't don't freak out and be like, oh, I need to, to, to spend $300 on canned food this month because next month the stock market might crash and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, it's a good idea to have extra canned food. I mean, they were talking about this shit back in the 90s, right? Always mm -hmm. have clean water. Yeah, Always there's, have food there's a balance to be struck for sure. Because right. what if you completely live an austere life and never, it, never have a chance to enjoy life because you're preparing for the future and that future never comes? Right. You die before you're able to enjoy any of the fruits of your preparation. Right. Or, or you're too scared to enjoy the because fruits of your preparation. Because here's the thing. You can't prepare for everything. It's true. Like everybody dies sometime. Mm-hmm. 
So then it's not your problem anymore. <laughs> right. I, I, there was definitely a balance to be struck there. And I don't know where that balance is, but yeah, all these things are things to think about. Yeah. There's just, no, there's no easy answers for sure, but, but just don't let the emotional knee jerk reaction control your day to day life. It's important to slow down and really just be appreciative. I think Yeah, focus on the moment. What, what right now is wrong in the current moment? Yeah. And I think oftentimes when you reflect on that, you'll find there's not really anything it's wrong not, at all. Not that big of a deal. All all our concerns, all our worries are in the future. Yep. And right now, thankfully, they're far away. Yeah. You know, I mean. And that's not to say none of this bad stuff is ever going to happen. Right. But, oh, here's another thing. Hmm. Human beings tend to, and this is that word again, manifest yeah. what they believe. Yeah. So there's a, an aspect of self-fulfilling prophecy here. So if you believe, or if enough people believe that war is inevitable, guess what? War is going to happen because we'll make it happen. Well, and that kind of goes back to the, uh, well, just kind of the fucking psyop that they're trying to push on everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just everything's shit right now. And I want to say I heard a quote by like Klaus Schwab pushing for an angrier world. You know, mm. and I think that what it, a what a fucked hard. Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck yeah. that guy. If you're listening, Klaus, sit on a cactus up your butt anyway. Hey, but keep listening. But yeah, yeah we could use the, we could use the listenership. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> any, any, Give us yeah. some feedback, <laughs> but go fuck. Yourself. I, I, if we lose one follower and it's Klaus Schwab, I think we win. Yeah, but, <laughs> fair mm. enough. But just I forgot where I was going. With we, that. we are whores for views and listens. <laughs> we are whores for views. <laughs> oh man but just like the the don't fucking buy into it don't if if the elites want you to be a part of an angrier world refuse yeah like listen i'm gonna like don't maybe don't be annoying about it but like i mean like go talk to your neighbors man that's a, dude my wife and i lived in a neighborhood for three years i knew two of my neighbors there's 20 people on that street I was just a, a reclusive shut-in. Yeah. I know one of my neighbors, and that's because he's your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny how that worked out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one of my good childhood friends happens to live in the uh, same complex that the Baron does. Which yeah. It's hard these days to, like, go up to a stranger and introduce yourself. And, right. Remember when you were kids, yeah. you'd just be swinging. You'd be like, hey, what's your name? My name's so-and-so. You want to be friends? Yeah. yeah you yeah. know? But I mean, it might not be that easy. You know, you basically have to handcuff yourself to somebody and be like, hey, you want to play Mario Kart? But, you know, wait, what? <laughs> that's how you make friends as an adult is you just don't leave people alone oh. until they finally just crumble in. So you're saying I should get handcuffed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, that, 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 that might get a little hazy with the law, you know, kidnapping and all that <laughs> adult napping. But just, I mean, don't be don't be reserved on just embracing conversation. Becoming, being the harmonious person in your bubble. Yeah, I think one of the one of the psyops that the elites play with us is that we have to be afraid of everybody. Oh my gosh, dude, the fear. Yeah, everywhere. So, Jeez. don't get me wrong. I mean, there are some parts of the country where you should not be lacking at the gas station. But I mean, just being so worried about offending people, I think is a big one is like, you don't know where their political views are and, and you don't know where they are in the LGBTQ bullshit and, and all that stuff. And yeah. I mean, like we live in a, or I mean, we work in a very, very tight, uh, environment when it comes to stuff like that, when it comes to the alphabet 
stuff the gay the, the shit. politically correct communities yeah. oh my god and gosh. we're you know we have to have meetings about di mm-hmm. and um we have to state our pronouns you know we live in a or we live in we work in an environment like where we, we use language like uh uh like programming language like a master and a slave yeah and they, they came out with a list of like words that are not inclusive or offensive that aren't we're not allowed to use anymore so like the the male end of a thread or the female <laughs> end of a thread we're not allowed to use those terms anymore i mean stuff like that but at the same time which you know, is very important when you're wiring shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've both been caught like joking around with just random people at our work stuff that is not like not even not even outwardly bigoted yeah, not outwardly bigoted but it's also not like approved language oh fuck but you know we do it from a good-hearted place, one, one and we're gu- not completely idiotic about it, so it's fine. Like one of our guys fucking printed out uh, this list. I can't remember what college it was from, but it was like non-inclusive language and and stuff like uh, um ah uh, there was some term that just wasn't. I think it was hearsay. Like you can't say hearsay anymore because that was to make fun of Chinese immigrants back and blah 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 blah. Because they it's like what what like no I I can't remember if that was the exact one, but it was something like that where it's just like wait 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 wait, no fucking way. What chi- first off, Asians don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like they're horribly racist. <laughs> they're just like yeah, dude. If you could hear what the fucking Taiwanese fucking nail people are saying about you, oh, yeah. like it's gonna be lit, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with those uh, with those Google Translator headphones, <laughs> yeah, I, I I honestly think we should get some of those and just have my wife go and see what the fuck they're saying. Anyway, but um, like they don't give a shit, yeah. you know. And 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 that's the thing. It's like we joke with guys at work lightheartedly, and no one gets offended. You know what I mean? But we're just programmed to be so damn scared to talk to people. Scared to talk to people. Scared to offend people. Scared that like you know we're gonna fire, beat up, killed. I don't know yeah. about beat up or killed, but definitely fired. Pretty sure I could take him. I think win. women are more scared of that. But yeah, I was gonna and s- fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's true. I was gonna it say it's not a safe world out there by any means. I'm but. not worried about getting beat up or killed by someone that's like, oh my gosh, you guessed my pronouns. I'm pretty sure I could take that guy. But, like we're giants too. That's true. We are we are large men. We're both quite quite. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, it's just it, the 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 psyop programming. You know, it's they want us to be afraid. They want us to not talk to each other. And what is the biggest thing? Like so many people are lonely now. Well, yeah, because nobody talks to anybody. Nobody talks to anybody. I mean, granted, it's fucking expensive to go out and be social. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be, does it? Well, it depends on. I mean, yeah, like bowling is pretty fucking expensive. Yeah, but why do why do we always have to go out and spend money when we hang out with people? Why can't you just like get a few dudes together and retro nintendo 64. well i mean whatever having to watching the game on tv i mean i don't watch sports but like that'd be camaraderie that'd be better than not hanging out with Dude, people barbecues man barbecues bbq who's not gonna come have a plate like going out to the beach if you there's a beach where you live or the lake or whatever you know well there's something i mean shit dude i remember in uh over in craigmont idaho I had some friends, and that is a small town. Blinking, you miss it. But what they would do is they'd go park their trucks out at the uh, local airport, airport, and just watch planes take off. Yeah, 
that was a hoot of fun. You get a you know a couple of beers and you just bullshit and laugh, and then you know the the pilots will show off for you sometimes. <laughs> Enough and, alcohol and anything's fun, right? Yeah, just Enough get alcohol. Hammered. You can watch paint dry for fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We're not condoning alcoholism, but damn, it's a it's a good time enhancer sometimes. Yeah, but uh, well, that's the thing, man. Just just be the harmonious person in your bubble. You know, just just be the person that's like, hey. Dude, I, you guys want to bring some fucking uh, some burgers? I got a grill. Bring some sodas or beers or whatever, and and you know just make a point to not be isolated, you know. Yeah. And that's that's how that's how you set up a group of people you can trust. That's how you set up security. You know, you feel secure when there's a couple of guys you can call. I mean, for shit's sakes, one one of my buddies that lives next to the Baron. I mean. I was able to call him. I got into the airport. It was like 11 o'clock at night on a Friday. And I didn't have a ride. And I was like, hey, man, I can't get an Uber. Is there any way that you can come get me? He's like, shit, I'm out and about, dude. You know? And mm-hmm. he called me today to come look at his truck. Just just having a network of people you can rely on. Mm. You know? And yeah. I mean, and, and don't, you know, don't always expect it. But I mean, having that does bring a level of peace. Yeah. You know? Family. Family's a big one. A lot of people don't have family that they can really, you know, they're pretty isolated from their family, which is sad, but you know, that's, that, that might be true, but it's never too late to reestablish. I don't think anybody is ever truly isolated unless they want to be right. It's sad when that happens, but I mean, just, just again, it's like if, if you're the one that needs to initiate burying the hatchet, dude, again, be that person in your bubble. And I mean, not to say, it's a good idea to stay informed on world events, you know. Uh, sometimes you got to put put the news away, though. It's true. Well, Some, don't don't. Sometimes let, it's just because it's too much. Don't let it become your driving force. Yeah, you know what I mean. Don't let it become. But again, you know, prudently stay informed. Yeah, I th- there's definitely a balance to be had there. Right, but but focus on the present. I guess what we're getting at is focus on the present and now as much as you can. Yeah. And we started out this episode talking about what's going on in the world and it is good to be informed, but at the same time, it can be a lot to be, to be honest with you, it always kind of boils back down to where we always get to, you know, I mean, being more outgoing and being the one to initiate, I guess, be the man of action, right? Or if you're a woman, be the woman of action, right? Be the, Uh, be the one who is, uh, starting shit, right? That's that's how you set up a network of people you can rely we, on. We need more people in this world, and in this country especially, that are leaders. Right. That are are taking us somewhere. Right. And you can't, we can't, we're at the point where we can't wait for someone else to do it. And we can't get, wait yeah. for someone to fix this for us. Right. And you get we just, we can't, the last 30 some odd years, maybe longer, yeah. we've just been a passive country of uh and heck it might be more than this country we've just been a a people of waiter wait and seers right you know scared to stand up scared to do anything the, we, the most we'll do is vote for our team next election right oh my gosh the voting thing or if we get really mad you know we'll make a sign and we'll go out we'll on the street and protest. make a post on facebook yeah oh my gosh the echo cha- avoid echo chambers if you can guys we need to be people who do things, who do things that matter. Right. And that doesn't mean viva la revolution yeah, you don't necessarily. Have to, yeah, you don't have to do like 
domestic terrorist shit. But it does mean be the person in your circle who is going to get people together. Right. And be social and help each other. Right. Be the, be the person who organizes the, the barbecues, the, uh, the, the fun time, whatever, whatever it is. Well, how was the resistance founded last time in this country? It happened in bars. It happened in churches. You know, it happened yeah. places where people socialize. Because church wasn't like the, the mega churches where you go in and, and you listen to the guy and then you hit the coffee shop and you go home. I mean, they, they were places like it was an all day fucking event. Yeah. You know, you went there, you wore your Sunday best. You all got together with the community. That's how you met girls. You know what I mean? That's 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 how you got out and talked to people because it was a safe environment. Everyone's family was well interconnected. They all knew each other for I mean, at least you knew who people were. I, I think the worst thing about the psyop that is trying to bring us down and make us depressed and miserable is the idea that there's nothing we can do. That yeah. we're powerless to stop it. And and here's the thing. That you're never you're never powerless. Agreed. Yeah. You always have choices and you always have, there's always things that you can do. And it's not going out and emailing your local politician, you know? I mean, if that's what you want to do, fine. I, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's, all I'm saying is like... Spam your local politician with memes. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is like, be creative, be uh, be social, be... A leader and following that vein, yeah. you're going to have to develop rhino skin to do that. You know, you're going to have to take the chance and offend somebody and let those people weed themselves out of your community. Start a podcast. Start a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> but just, just, you know, get we're, out we've gotten there. We're, we had a uh, 20 views last we've episode. Made it. <laughs> we made it. We're, we're going to be on Rogan next week. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking. But, but that's the thing. Just you got to develop that. You got, you can't be worried and scared. Run it through that fight or flight filter. I mean, you got to calculate Think like, okay, if this person gets all pissy and huffy and storms off, good fucking riddance. Mm. That's not someone you need in your ranks anyway. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's a great way to find loose ends, you know, just be the person that you want to be and let the, let the repercussions that's of that. That's another way we could go in a future episode. I don't think we have time to do it now, but like how like you should be a polarizing person. Yeah. Uh, what is, what does it say in the good book? Like Jesus, God wants people who are hot or cold. If not you lukewarm. were lukewarm, he will spit you out. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we can go into that a little bit more detail yeah. in another episode, but like yeah, that. don't but, be, but, don't be lukewarm. Don't be lukewarm. Pick yeah. a side, pick, pick a side. side. Yeah. Cause that, and then you know what happens when you're polarizing? You will fil automatically filter out people in your life that you should not be around. Well, think of the dark side, man. That's what the libtards do. They are one hundred percent polarized. Yeah. That, and I mean, it's so aggressive. It makes you scared to stand up and stuff like that. Do that for good. Do mm -hmm. that for the yeah. good. You yeah. Know what I mean? Weed out the evil in your life. Be the evil people. Be the bulldog. You know, educate yourself to the point where you can have retorts and where you can make good points. I mean, I'm not saying go out and argue with people, but I'm just saying like. Yeah, you don't need to. Like arguing is kind of. Yeah, it's a moot point. It's, it's, it's a waste of time. But, right. you know, bye. Yeah. Like, peace, I, dude. I'm not going to. We're not going to talk anymore. Yeah, you're fucking wrong. And you can go be wrong somewhere else or you can get the fuck over it. Yeah. You know, just have that leadership rhino skin, you know, be, be, be the force of good that you want to see. Yeah. All right. I think I've, that's, uh, I think we've gone on man. long enough. Sorry for the 
preamble there. That was kind of long. Yeah, so it's all good. Hope it, you all enjoyed anyway. Getting, getting hope you people, learned something. Yeah, maybe. getting people on the level of like, yeah, shit's going down, but, yeah. you know, fucking fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, do what you do. Fuck it all. Fuck it all. all fucking send it, all. it, dude. <laughs> send it. Fucking send it. I love that term. All right. Hey, I want to thank you all for listening. We are actually starting to gain some traction with the podcast, and Mr. I really appreciate you all. Mr. Nibbles is guarding my water. I can't get it. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got Mr. Nibbles back. He won't let me touch it. What? God. <laughs> Fucking trying to get my fingers and shit. Fucker. This this animal is abused and uh, no, just he, needs to get water whenever he can. He is the abuser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, He's raging. He's knocking shit over. He ate a broom. He (laughs) ate a whole fucking broom, Mr. Nibbles. What the fuck? He's just terrorizing this poor family here. He's awful. He goes for your shoelaces. Son of a bitch. Anyway, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Uh, More to come. See you next week. Love you. Love you.